I'm sitting here at 2 o'clock And I noticed I don't even wanna go to sleep Girl, I just keep on thinking about Your personality is slowly taking over me It's strange Cause I was looking for nothing But you came And now you're turning my world you 
today we're joined by Australia-based Zimbabwean singer, songwriter, producer, and mentor, Audius Tundirayim Tawarira. Hi, Audius. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for giving us your time today. No, it's 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 a pleasure. Uh, like you said, I think we we've been meaning to do this for a while, and I'm really I was looking forward to it. So I'm glad it's finally happening. Yeah, it was long overdue, but it's an honor having you here. <laughs> Thanks. How are you doing, and how is your music coping during these crazy times? I know, right? I was actually telling somebody that it's a nice time to be alive, isn't it? Well, it's it's an interest. <laughs> it's an interesting time to be alive. Imagine exactly. It's such an iconic moment for his for humanity, and I, you know, and it, it's good to be a part of the conversations, a part of the realization of how small we actually are, mm-hmm. and how we we need to be, you know, more together in order to solve these sorts of problems, which the world has faced before. But I think we've gone for a long time without confronting it. We've had no ma- major wars that that creep into our backyards. You know, we haven't had to send children to 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 die in war and the rest of it. But we're seeing that. There needs to be some kind of a fight back to the situation that the world is in. So it's, it's, I think it's good for humanity in the long run. It's scary, but it's good in the long run, I reckon. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. It was one big wake-up call that we've been living our best lives and forgetting about everything else around us. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I kind of appreciate the the isolation because it's really given a lot of people time to like self-introspect, you know, and yeah. like. Get your stuff together and slow down. Basically, people are moving yeah. too fast. <laughs> too too fast, and not even knowing where they want to go. So it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, I noticed during the lockdown last year that a lot of um, old friends, uh, old relatives, uh, mm-hmm. for some reason, decided to reach out and just get in touch. You know? Yeah. Pe- people. You know, and it was really strange. I I joined more groups than I've ever joined in you know in, in a couple of months. <laughs> um, you know, from school, from people that I, whose faces I barely remember, and I'm in conversation with them again. And I'm thinking, wait, you know, they, they remember a part of my life. They'll be like, oh, audience, remember that time you were doing this?" And I'm like, "Wow, that would have been lost. <laughs> it would have yeah. gone." You know, yeah. And the and the fact that people are reconnecting is amazing. I like it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you're all about? Just a bite size of audience. <laughs> a, 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 a bite size. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, look, audience, like you said, Tonderaib Tawarira. Tonderaib, that name, I was named after two of my uncles. One, I was named after after he went to the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when uh, people didn't, it's, a, it's the second time I've mentioned the war, I don't know what's going on. But um, they didn't know who had gone and where they'd gone and if they were still alive. You know, it's not like there was uh, a, da- a database you could access and say, is my child still alive? You know? mm-hmm. um, so I was named, my grandmother named me after her son, who actually mm-hmm. didn't pass away in the war. So he, I was named Tundurai after him. I was also mm-hmm. named Audius after an uncle on the other side of my family, after my, on my mom's side, on my dad's mm-hmm. side, sorry. Um, my uncle Audius, which is my dad's father. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my names, and Tarira is obviously a family name that is. And we are from Gurule. And I was born in Harare, but Kumusha is in Gurule. Okay. Um, so that's you know that's going way back. <clears throat> I grew up in Harare, went to Hallingbury School, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that was for primary, for grade one and two, and three and three, and then I went grade three onwards at Ruzawi in Marandera. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was a massive change because some of my classes at Hallingbury at that time were actually taught in Shona. So I was, I was going to an all white um, English speaking school and it was such a transition. It was a boarding school too. So you can imagine it was such a difficult mm. transition to make. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as children do, I survived. I, I saw it through and it was, it was such a confronting time. Uh, also, as one of the pioneering black uh, students at the school uh, back then, Mm. Um, it was it was such a different time to to have lived, you know. Yeah. Um, my children go to school here, and you know, I've, I've turned into one of those old parents who was always saying, "Ah, Inini, you know, you, you, you <laughs> back guys in are, my day, back in my day, you guys are so lucky." <laughs> I went through so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So so basically, I I, um, I I went through that, and then at for senior school, I went to Peter House. All the way, I was always in playing music. I love music. I was drawn to the music school. I was always in those, you know, those little rooms with pianos. I was always in there trying yeah. all sorts of things. Um, oh, never... you're a Peter House boy. Yeah, I'm a Peter House boy. You didn't, you didn't know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I was a Peter House boy up until Form 4. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it had been a boarder since, uh, since I was in grade 3, you know. So I just, I wasn't... I remember my parents saying, okay, you've got enough results. You could carry on at Peter House. I was like, no, thanks. If there's an option, I'll take it. So mm. I, ended up, I ended up going to Gateway um, for, okay. my, for my lower six and upper six, which was uh, interesting because now I'm at a, you know, at a, at a boys and girls school. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, that was, that was something for me. I'd always been at an all boys school. So I was terrified of girls oh my goodness that's why all my songs are about girls i was just <laughs> learning <laughs> no i totally understand because i went to an old girls primary school um what you call it mm-hmm. in high school so yeah. when i got into like tertiary education and like adult life i was like mm. but then again i wasn't so scared because i grew up with brothers only so yeah. at least i was safe <laughs> you were safe yeah so mm-hmm. it, was, it was quite a transition i obviously took part in all the variety concerts they used to call them you know the talent shows and you know yeah. anything that had anything to do with singing playing an instrument or whatever i was there um so that was my uh, that's how i knew that music was such a uh, such a big part of my life and i just was drawn to it um anzi there's the right the right brain and the left brain <clears throat> clearly yeah. my, my creative brain has always been in, in, in charge you know so even in yeah. the even in the subjects I took the arts I was you know I did you know the art English geography for A level I was mm. you know <clears throat> you know I had music I had some what do you call them uh, some pieces of artwork in the, at the museum yeah. what what I was like I was just a creative through and through um, hmm. and then in 1996 end of 1996 I my my dad literally just threw me onto a plane and said you're going. Um, so I found myself in Australia at, uh, you know, 18 years old, um, mm. and really, you know, just the culture shock of that. But I think I was well prepared. I, I knew I, I wasn't, you know, um, too afraid, uh, yeah. you know, got off the, the, the plane running, um, and then at least now I had the freedom to do as much music as I wanted. So that's what I did. Mm. And there were more opportunities than back home. Yes. Um, also, uh, let's remember the stigma of being a musician or wanting to be a musician in Zimbabwe. It's half the reason yeah. my dad wanted me to leave. He saw music. I was always going to um, catch up with friends, singing. Mm. I was in a group called um, 
cliche, which had Delami, Makalima, Mustabao, um, you know, people who went on mm. to do something in the music industry. So, um, and he saw that I was very active in these groups. So he, he, he was in a hurry to get me out simply because he didn't believe that it was something that I could turn into a career. And um, I don't know, some would say he was right, especially at that time. Um, mm. And with the kind of music I was doing, if I was doing Sungura, maybe I would have had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your kind of music. I mean, it was, it was, it was lovely, but it wouldn't have lasted, like it wouldn't have survived Ex- in the conditions of Zim for long. Exactly. So I found myself over here, so I just carried on doing my music thing. And uh, mm-hmm. I became known within a few years in Perth as the producer who could do R&B because I was obsessed with Boys to Men, you know, Babyface, Brandy, yeah. you know, Dark Child, the early Timberland uh, stuff. Um, so I, was, I used to do that kind of production and I was producing for anyone, you know, and that's instead of going to work for McDonald's or going to find little jobs, you know, packing supermarkets as a student. Um, you jumped right into the passion. Yes, I just thought if I'm going to make money, I'll do it doing what I like. So I put an advert out in the paper and slowly people and the reputation grew. Um, mm. You know, a few years later, by 1999, I think it was, yes, I'm exposing my age, aren't it? <laughs> by 1999, mm. by, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by, 19, by, by then, I remember going for a meeting for one of the artists that had gotten an opportunity at Sony Music here in Sydney. And yeah being overwhelmed by the way that a lot of the um you know the the top guys the ARs and the, you know the music industry executives mm-hmm. had actually discussed me several times because some of the artists who they had tried to sign in the past or who were looking at had actually supplied demos that had my name on it so my name kept coming up because oh yeah i would write on the cd produced by audience you know i, I made sure so that it was known yeah so they were really intrigued to meet me they're like so nice to put a, a name to the face you know a face to the name mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's great so i i really it, it was such an opportunity for me to take then um and i never looked back so from then on took on a few projects for um Sony music uh became mm-hmm. became an in-house producer there uh, then went on to work for Sony publishing for a couple of years um in their creative department and uh it, it's just been an amazing journey to be honest and what made it even yeah. better was when I, when, I, when I went home, I released some music and uh, without really putting a lot of thought into it, uh, it, mm-hmm. it just blew up, you know, it really did. And uh, I was overwhelmed by how people were so open to the to the genre because I was more R&B then, more, um, more kind of the, yeah. ballad guy, the ballad guy. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much, I don't know, that was a pretty big, Bite size. <laughs> it's okay. Let them choke. Let them choke. <laughs> let them choke. So, um, how many albums are you at now? And like, how long have you been in the industry? I mean, I don't want to expose you, but <laughs> we're already in there. So. We're really there. Uh, my first album yeah. I released in 2001 in Zimbabwe, which had "If Only You Knew." Um, mm-hmm. And then let me see if I can remember them. There's, there's been quite a few, so I tend to get, you know, get it wrong. I then released yeah. that was that album was called Audius. Then I released an album called Ever After, which to this day a lot of people ask me about. It's, it's my personal favorite. Uh, it had, mm-hmm. you know, it had the songs like Am I and um, and so forth. Yeah. Then I released an album called A Music and Me, 
and that mm-hmm. that had the you know um Chandiona um Zuvanderu uh tracks yeah, tracks yeah. on there and what because I was releasing all of this quite independently so sometimes I'd put when I when I then went on to put it, put them on iTunes or on Spotify I forget which song was on which album so some of these might cross over slightly for, so for, forgive okay. me and then no, um I went on to release another album that was music and me and then I released an album called House of Stones uh that mm-hmm. was I think in 2014 yeah around there House of Stones okay. um was was a really cool album but it was quite experimental um to be honest um mm. and uh, then I released one called See I'm Forgetting Now um <laughs> <laughs> I released two after that the last one being um 2020 which is the one I released in 2020 last year uh yeah. which is my personal favorite uh, to be honest uh I feel like I had I I got that moment to breathe you know because I'm mm. always so busy doing production and writing and so forth that I managed to you know look inward and say okay what am I feeling creatively and what can I put out there and um I managed to do that on more songs in the album than I've done in the past yeah yeah no we're going to get to that one I really want to know all about that one yeah we are going to get to it so can you recall your earliest musical memory wow um I'm not sure. Um my earliest musical memory would be in in school actually. Mhm. Um and look, I remember just not knowing where to fit in because I was at the school and I didn't want to go to the sports field because no one wanted to play and I didn't want to go to um um to the dormitories because you're not supposed to be there you're supposed to be doing activities after school right after class mm-hmm. and i remember yeah. i remember just wandering to the music school and sitting inside this room with this massive piano and you know playing my first couple of notes and realizing that i didn't want to be anywhere else i was happy to be there that's a pretty early musical memory but i also remember yeah. my dad loved music so much and i'd always be um lying you know in the middle seat in in the car Mm. and I was the guy in charge of the equalizer you know so then they went to the bass my dad was like yeah it's a bass machine and I was like yeah I, I, I got you dad I got you there you know yeah. so yeah. I was that kid that was just always drawn to what was musical so uh and I think I got it from my dad because he was a very musical guy and he always wanted to listen to music and his facial expressions when he was listening to music you'd really enjoy it you know So mm-hmm. I at an early age I became curious as to what the, what is this emotion what is this thing that's making my father so happy So yeah. so I I I uh, that's a, that's my earliest music memory just doing that in the car and also at school Yeah Yeah Cool So what if anything has surprised you about the music industry What do you think has been your biggest challenge that you kind of didn't expect Um it is so unauthentic so unauthentic uh, you know mu- music i i always thought music is like a book or like a, a true story you know like a biography and um i was really uh, disturbed by how the commercial element of selling music took over especially in the early 2000s where 
and you know, I lie. I think this had been going on for a while, but I noticed it then mm. that it didn't really matter what the the, the message was was honest or pure. Mm. It only mattered whether the the combination of lyric, melody, and tempo would actually make people want to go and buy it uh, or that listen is so to it. True. And yeah, and there was this obsession with the hit song. And I was always an album person. I didn't believe one song could define an artist. I thought it's like your body of work is what should really define and say, Kuti, you are a musician, you're an artist. Yeah. You know? And then the, there was this emergence of, um, you know, first time musicians who would, you know, just write a catchy tune and then the next thing you know, they're the biggest thing, you know? They've blown up, um, yeah. They've blown up. And they really don't have that musical depth. So for me, it was just that. It was just such an unauthentic uh, process. And it's to this day, I still find it quite confronting how it's like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's really, mm. it's, it's, it's kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> because <laughs> you get people that, mm. uh, of course, some of them are talented. I can't take that away yeah. from anyone. But then there's, yeah. there's, there's some artists that are doing copy and paste. It comes in another yeah. version. Sure, it's their yeah. own voice, it's their own rendition. But anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Well, look, you know, um, to touch on it just a little bit, yeah. you know, um, what what is music? I've always, uh, whenever I have, because I do a lot of artist development, as you, as yeah. you said before, I, I call myself a mentor of sorts. When, and I do yeah. that when, I, when, an, when an artist comes in and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, and... I, I'm always trying to say to them, listen, you are a product of all your influences, as, as, mm -hmm. is, as is fashion, as is the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act, everything, you know, from when you're born, you look at people and you watch them talking to each other. And that's where you get your ability to express yourself comes from, your, yeah. um, to, be, to, be, um, communi to, to communicate. Yeah. So m music being one of those really amazing ways to communicate, I think... We, it touches on us, you know, from the time your mom singing you a lullaby to, to when you hear that first song that gets you, you know, or that you get. Um, yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's a way, it's a communication thing. So a, a lot of artists and uh, musicians, they have to be um, influenced by someone or somebody. But like you said, some then become obsessed by that someone or somebody. <laughs> and then yeah, they, they only, they, they, they just imitate. Yeah. <laughs> It's only it's okay to to imitate when you still find your feet, you know, mm. until you find your own voice. Because I feel like yeah. at some point, if it's your if it's your calling, at some point you're supposed to find your own voice. Exactly. Because that imitation is you trying to learn the steps, learn the ground, you know, get set up. That's so true. You know, they say the the stages of um, some important person. I can't quote them because I can't remember the name. Said that the the stages yeah. of creativity are obviously one you copy. And then, sorry, you imitate, and then yeah. you copy, and then you create. So musicians, exactly. or at least those, those who we allow to get to number one, this person is the most amazing musician, they must be at the creation stage, not the imitation stage of their career. Yeah. Um, so you, I, I agree with you 100%, you know, 100%. But yeah, it's a conversation for another day. Also be here <laughs> all day. <laughs> so... How do you view Zimbabwe's current music industry? How do you feel about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the, the music industry in Zim, this is the way I like to describe it, right? Mm -hmm. And I've gotten myself in trouble for saying some of, some of my opinions are a little bit uh, 
and they're not they're not from a self from a selfish point of view it's not like i'm like hey guys I, i want to be you know the 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 the, the only hit thing that comes out of zimbabwe it's not even from yeah. that my my concerns with the zimbabwean industry is i would love to see it preserved as anything yeah. that's of any, of any value like the industry its history and its partakers and its influences have to be preserved be, for it to say it, we are an industry if we're just doing yeah. everything you know as and when it suits that's not an industry that's an open market you know there has to be a deliberate approach from um the institutions that support the industry that are part of the music industry the media the production houses you know the, the, the recording studios the artists themselves the management that's associated the promoters you know the mm. music venues the, the the radio stations the newspapers the article writers you know the the magazines or the bloggers um yeah. everything has to actually work consciously to preserve what we call zimbabwe music right now there is nothing like that everything is just being done almost on a free for all take what you can especially when they introduced the um uh, the there was initially 100% um local music which is a fantastic idea it's amazing as a musician myself or a content creator that is an amazing mm-hmm. idea that is exactly how you 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 empower local products whether you're making rice uh, making wine or catching lobsters if you can empower the local um creators of this industry or part- partakers you are doing a great thing for the country um yeah. but the thing is w- once you decide to do that you have to really make sure that it doesn't turn into <laughs> a, a circus you know and you do that by making sure you preserve all elements of the industry you preserve those yeah. who like to you know if it's a bakery we make sure that the sweets don't die we make sure that the, the tuna pizza rats uh, they don't go away mm. because everyone likes them you know the the chicken cake has to always have its position in the industry because it's a part of who we are the yeah. the sugar the sugar bun needs to you know and then we look at how we can um <laughs> me and analogies and food analogies forgive me I think. <laughs> <laughs> no i totally understand <laughs> Do you know what i mean let's 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 make the industry something and then refine each one of those things and then find the best maker of this and the best and push that so that exactly on, yeah. on two levels the industries that are supporting this or that are in on on this are um are, can sustain themselves the artists themselves will be able to sustain themselves but more importantly and this is what people forget the listener because mm magakuna mchidziswa chingwa takaoraga amuzombo zero like what's good food anymore exactly when you get good food you be like what you be like what people be like no can't you tell that's bad you be like oh it is and i'll just zero because how will you know <laughs> right? exactly so okay that will stick with me for a while <laughs> okay Yeah, okay, makes sense now. Right? So so we there was even a more it was very important that we we should have really maintained um or at least been a step ahead of the quality control element of the music we're putting out there. Now, the reason I get myself in trouble for saying this is because am I saying could some of the music in Zim is rubbish? No, I'm not. I'm saying that we needed to be more careful with the process to make sure that we preserve all elements of the industry and recognize all the players. from the yep. from the guy who makes the flour to the person who delivers the bread you know let's let's look sure. after the entire process um i think that got lost um you know in the whole 100% and then now i think it's 
um, we still need to be you know, a bit smarter about how we do it. And there's a lot th that's very deliberate mm -hmm. about an industry. For instance, why is there uh, 750, uh, what do they call it? Is it called a pet or, you know, the drink? Uh, yeah, the pet, yeah. You're right. That's 750. It's not 780. It's not even 720. 750. It's 750 mm. because what, what's happened is they've actually gone and measured Kuti, the average person. This is enough for either to drink twice or to, you know, this is sufficient. Munano, mm. who's, mm. whoever's spending their money is going to be okay with this. At the same time, there's also different amounts. You can get the one liter or you can get the whatever or the chikubu or you can get the packet mix where you can go mix it by yourself with water at home, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Exactly. Um, but that's what an industry does. It stays mindful of these things. And that's what you do as you compete between um, uh, one, you know, uh, maker of this, this, whatever. I'm getting... I'm de no, I'm, I understand. Because I mean? if, if, if you can offer me a variety, then I'm obviously going to go with you because if you're only going to offer me one liter Coke, yeah. what happens when I want to just have a drink during the day? I can't be walking around drinking a one liter Coke. Exactly. Like, exactly. you need to... <laughs> I need to have something that's that suits my my situation. Other, that suits my yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a waste, right? So, mm. um, so that's those types of things are very important when it comes to the product, the content. So, this yeah. is why most singles are between, uh, you know, two minutes fifty and three minutes forty long. It's a set time. This is people's concentration spans. So yeah. when we free up the airwaves and we say, okay, guys, let's support local industry. Let's be mindful of those things. Because songs need to have a certain structure so that the programming can fall in a certain way, so that the advertising can do certain things. And not only that, yeah. there has to be a quality standard associated. We can't just say, could the Choro Aani can bring their bread to the bakery. We can't do that because <laughs> some of us are, are going to be fed poison or, you know, bread that's, yeah. the bread that's not really bread. Um, the different structures <laughs> turned out to be a pretty. Deep. And because we because we're constantly getting poison from that bakery. Yes. We're gonna leave, and when we're they start leave. serving the good things, we're not gonna know they're serving good I things because we left. Because we left exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we should be really worried about those who didn't leave. But guys, you stayed. What were you doing? You know. <laughs> um, so it's it's one of those things. I think there there had to be a more conscious uh, approach to it from an industry perspective, not just from a making people happy. Uh, perspective yeah. now um the other sure. the other thing that happened as well is the term dj now mm. this is where i get myself in trouble the term dj is disc jockey right this is somebody yeah. who has an ear for music because this guy is gonna make everyone dance you know yes mm -hmm. um but djs that make people dance are not necessarily djs that play music on radio it's a it's yeah. a different thing, unless that particular program is for you know the night session or the Friday night, Saturday night. And people want to start dancing before they go out. You know that back in the day, that's how it works. Yeah. You get a DJ who plays in a club to start playing on radio, so that by the time people go out, you know, jump to fire. They're lit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the early onset of DJs that then really flooded our, our especially our our radio stations, right? <clears throat> Um, mm -hmm. They were most of them were disc jockeys that were, that were trying to play music that people get up and dance to. So yeah. uh, the unfortunate thing that happened because they were the known Kutinigi is a DJ. So the unfortunate thing is by the time audience now comes with this little soft soft tune to to radio <laughs> and says, guys, can you play my soft soft tune? Because I know people like it, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. They were like, ah, yeah, okay, and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, it's not really. It's not really making people dance. <laughs> so uh, it it shines. Like, that that's is not I, the <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> that's how a lot of uh, the, uh, especially the urban graves industry died. You know, uh, a lot of uh, genres that were actually important in Zimbabwe died because of that. So yeah, because mm. I mean that music was. Oh my word! Like back in the day, your music, Sunny Makalima, yeah. all those guys. Yeah. That was like I don't know how to how to put it. Right, right. But it somehow fell through the cracks. It, like even now, when you look for it on on like online platforms, yeah. I think the only place where you can find most of these songs is YouTube, yeah. and that is sad. Yeah. That's it. We need to be able to find it on Apple on Music. App, we need to yeah. be able to to find it everywhere, yeah. so that everyone else in the world can listen can to look. it and know that this is Zimbabwean music. Yeah, and the main advantage of being a local artist playing locally oriented music is that you have local support. You yeah. know, by the time Peter Lover went and played for Coventry in in the UK, we had told Peter Lover, "Dude, you can play soccer, right?" Yeah, uh, we, he had local support. He had tried and tested himself and his skill in Zimbabwe. And by the time he got over there, he knew exactly what he could do. Um, mm. So that brings me to the, my last point. We need to be able to um, be, uh, when it comes to the whole local music thing, uh, we need to be able to make sure that our music is exportable, is competitive on a global level, not just to, to yeah. us and ourselves within our own space, which I'm not saying is not important because local music for local listeners, it's like tourism. You want the, the, someone from Zimbabwe, is, their money is still important to a hotel, a hotel yeah. in Victoria Falls to say, oh, no, please, on your holiday, take your kids. This, mm. this is your backyard. Come and enjoy it. And it's still a good industry. <laughs> it's local you. tourism. So local music is important for locals. But we have to recognize that in order to get into the big money or to be more commercially viable, well, for our quality standard to reach international standard, we need to be able to attract people from outside to look at what we do internally with respect. And the only way to do that is yeah. to adhere to the quality control, to be competitive in the genres that are that are apparent outside, to you know, and and also mm-hmm. to promote our local musicians or and, and support them, especially when they're abroad, with views. Well, that's a big yeah, problem, and that's that's just where we get it wrong too. Mm. Yeah. That's where the problem is, but we move. We move. Yes, we do. And I think that's what I love about Zimbabwe. We are so resilient. We have been, the, I think, one of the most resilient people on the planet. At this yeah, we are. Nice. It's intense. We get everything thrown at us, but for some reason, yeah. we move. We move. <laughs> and, and, and that's got to do something, you know, to the future generation of Zimbabwe. I think it's, it's going to breed a very tough um, person. You know, DN- mm. DNA wise. Hey, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Felt it. <laughs> We've been through the mm. most. <laughs> so let's talk about your album, 2020. <laughs> what is it all about? What is the inspiration behind it? I know this is your favorite baby, so you can shine and spread your I wings. really tell us why you love it so much. I, I love this album mostly because, um, like I said, I got to express myself fully and do the music that I wanted to do for it instead of just go Madanza some things and say I'm running out of time let me make sure this is on the album um, yeah. 
I also started to explore working with other producers, other musicians, which is something that I, I hadn't done before. It was always just my baby, something that I produce in my own space. And I realized I enjoyed that dynamic of being able to draw in influences from outside. So Lovers, which is actually the first song on my album, is uh, produced by a guy called um, uh, Shona. His name is Shona S.A. He's, uh, he's an incredible uh, producer and he, he's even a DJ in his own right. And he, uh, he it's not the really the piano, it's more like the Afro house vibe that he brings. Um, and he's yeah. an amazing musician and just working with him and realizing what's, um, how many... Zimbabweans abroad are actually doing and you know being being very uh, relevant within the spheres that they're in and the places where they're at um he, he's amazing he's an amazing guy so i really enjoyed that um also i really got to tell a few really interesting stories within it and explore the afro house uh, afro genre uh, I, I realized yeah. that people seem to be really enjoying the african vibe you know tapu all my movies because we're now in the you know <laughs> You know, you, you got Beyonce um, really pr promoting yeah. local artists. You got, you know, coming to America now, which is uh, which has just come out. It's got a lot of African content on it. They had David on the stage mm. in the movie. Um, yeah, um, you, you've got um, what is it? Um, Black Panther. You know, it's, yeah, Black it just Panther. felt like the African yeah. continent is starting to be recognized um, on a more um, commercial level or corporate level. It's quite obvious that. Africa is now sort of like the emerging um, uh, territory for um, for a lot of things uh, to be taken more seriously instead of sort of like the whole uh, plundering that has been going on for years. Um, people are wanting to invest in Africa because it has that potential of, okay, it's catching up to the rest of the world, you know, uh, commercially. So people are coming on board, but lovely to see the music taking that stage as well. Uh, so I wanted to, you know, touch on the Afro vibes, <clears throat> the Afro um, genre, and uh, and that's what mm -hmm. I did. So I we went to all the influences, and I really listened to a lot of music, and I and I came up with my own interpretation, <clears throat> and um, I love it. I really love what I came up with. Mm. Yeah, and how do you think this new album shows your growth as a musician? Um, I and how different or how similar is it to everything else that you've done before? Um, I think it shows a versatility that I've always wanted to 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 show in my music. Um, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to say, okay, no, I can touch on this in this way. Um, um, but melodically, and you know, I've, like I was saying before, the ability to 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 merge the melody with the tempo and the um, and the and the lyric. Yeah. I just felt like it just came together so nicely. Um, the subject matters were easy to to, to also um, come up with. I was talking about a different thing. There's a song called Paper, for instance, uh, which talks which talks yeah. about something I really believe in that the world is being destroyed by the desire for money. <clears throat> so, um, if it wasn't for this paper, we would stay mindful of our family and everything. Other things that are more important would be important, you know. But uh, yeah. A lot of uh, kids left Zimbabwe um, because things were difficult, you know, um, yeah. wanting obviously to go and make a difference and support their families back home. Not that they don't do that. The unfortunate thing I find is that a lot of people have lost themselves. They've become lost, you know, in the process. In chasing, in chasing the, paper. the paper. So they're no longer Zimbabwean at the core. 
They don't think in Shona anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hear Ambria's voice in the background. I'm just this is God, it's finished, you know. So um I think, you know, to hold on to what is you um is to hold on to your roots. Uh no, no matter how yeah. our English starts to fancy up and we learn these, you know, cool words and start to dress like, you know, we're with it, you know like it's lit or whatever we we need to just stay mindful of who we are as a people and it's it's, it's really sure. important uh, and i think that's it's it's inspired a lot of the music that i've been doing recently um and then i was also looking at different things uh like what's happening to social media and how um um Yeah, social media is a ghetto. Like it is it's not a place to be. It's not for it's the weak-hearted. It's not. It's not. Sometimes before you post you just you have to pray. Pray before you post. You mm. have to. because some people are just out to murder. And uh yeah. and it happens so often. Um but also just the, the the way that it skewed people's sense of reality. Girls for instance who believe they need to look a certain way in order to be you know mm. and it's given birth to this you know the the, the, the slay queen genre of women that i think was worth worthy of a song <laughs> so there's a song on there called yeah <laughs> called slay which i think is really nice um and trying to yeah. encourage the slay queen to remember she was just that girl with that umarain saga why 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 now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So I'm curious. You're a songwriter, yes. right? What's the um, well, see, the thing is, it it gets really complicated. I mean, it gets very sterile sometimes because you're you you've been approached by uh, you know by the, the the artist publisher and they put you in a room together. They said, come up with ideas. So sometimes it's hard to steal the idea and be like, mm, I'm gonna keep this for my, for myself. But that has <laughs> that has happened yeah. in the past where I'm like, ah, this is too good. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not giving this away. I'd, I'd rather it just dies <laughs> unheard. <laughs> yeah. Um because, because, yeah. I can imagine it's, it's a, a lot. lot. Because the song is like a baby. It's yours. You birthed it, you know? And it, you, from nowhere mm-hmm. it just comes out of nothing. It's just an inspiration. You feel a certain something. You put certain chords together and something sometimes it works out beautifully. Um it's the core of what I do. I'm a, a producer and a songwriter more than anything. Uh, and um I think that I really disappointed a lot of uh, Zimbabwean fans especially between you know 2003 4 all the way up to 2014 uh who felt like I didn't uh-huh. do enough shows I wasn't really engaged um enough uh, on the ground uh doing promotions I didn't do many video clips it's because I was literally um uh doing my own art. myself as an artist has always been um has come second uh, and I'll say it admittedly to my being a producer yeah. and songwriter yeah okay No, we're not everything <laughs> okay. You may you made up for it. <laughs> you made up for it. Um so who are some of your favorites from Zimbabwe? Uh musicians and and, and artists who 
just have continued to inspire you and your music and you just love their music and when you look at the whole yeah. catalog who would you say i'd love to work with this person in the future you know i like anyone who's ventured beyond what you know people's you know immediate expectation uh ja Prazer is an artist who i give a lot of respect to in zimbabwe he, yeah. he he's yeah. shown yeah. versatility from a local standpoint that i think is just he's a legend um in that way um he's also yes. crossed borders and he's he's merged and he's exported a zimbabwean sound when he does his collaborations he doesn't do them to try and be what the other per- person is he does it to 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 still have his individualistic you know japraza swag so yeah. i speak very highly of them um as an artist i think his his model is one that should be replicated by musicians that are local in zimbabwe as in how you hold on to who you are but incorporate an international standard with it and you know still rock the shows yeah. back home but get that maximum respect abroad that's what you need that's that's success there right there you know so i have a lot of respect for him mm. um that's a new age artist winky d is another one i think he's amazing um old school yeah. when i'm an old fortune barista fan i'm always saying um he he inspired a lot of my early music um my my father introduced mm. me to fortune barista so he was you know um he was just one of those artists who uh, was was doing that already i think he's the originator of urban grooves because he 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 put in that urban swag into music um way mm. before anyone else did and it was it, it was such a yeah. it, it was very gutsy it, um, it it wouldn't it was very risky because how many people will listen to that but here's me driving to pitas you know in the back seat of the car and this comes on and, and i'm inspired and i'm listening to everything else i'm listening mm. to to boys to men i'm listening to you know and this this stuff is working for me i'm like no today i just don't want to say you know where's fortune like put that guy off you know so yeah. It, it says a lot. Uh, it also means that Zimbabweans we're just as good as anyone out there. We just have to maybe work together more uh, and be more yeah, conscious sure. of what it actually means to have an industry that's thriving, and then stop pulling each other down. So no one's Zimbabwe. I don't know if I can even say this, but <laughs> <laughs> unfiltered. Unfiltered. <laughs> what is it about? You know, it, 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 people say it out here, even in Australia. But see, black people tend to just want to pull each other down. It's a, it's a characteristic. Yeah, it's a, it's a characteristic. I don't know what it is, but I think yeah. we just need to to acknowledge it. We need to acknowledge it because if we don't yeah. own it, we'll never we'll never fix it. We need to recognize Kuti. We tend to just we, we yeah we just like it. to see someone fail, especially if that person is Mingwagwani, yeah. someone from home. Um, we would exactly, and it's like when I get up there, I can't I can't help another another black person up because once they get up there you yeah. throw the threat and you're like they're going to overtake yeah. me and then i'm going to fall yeah. and they're going to rise and it's like hello maybe if they rise above you they'll pull you up and we can pull each other way you up that. you know uh, but at the same time you can't trust me you can't you know if you have a dollar in your pocket and you want to buy some music we should start thinking wait a minute before i go and give this to jz cuz jz doesn't need this he doesn't right it, it, like why don't i just go and buy from this person so i've even heard people say yeah. ah no what is music your audience don't buy it i'll i'll send it to you or whatever you know but 
How do I? How do I you put food that. on the table then? But, the, but then if it's Beyonce, it's like, oh, no, 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 I don't worry. I'll go get it from you know from iTunes or whatever. You know, title and just, like you go through the extra effort yeah. of downloading an app yeah. and paying for it. And it's and like, the, <laughs> do the same for your local. Even, even if I post, if I if I do a post um, for any new music, I get more I get more DMs mm. than I get. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Not 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 sh- shares. Yeah, shares. Shares or and downloads. Like, comments, you know, because I get yeah, far more DMs, comments, yeah. and the amount of people who say to me, like, even today, if I go to my inbox, I have probably ten, fifteen. Um, it, just someone who's discovered it or realized I've done something, and they've listened to it. They're like, "Ah, oh, man, I love this song," and I get such good feedback in my DMs, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. But seriously, yeah. I thought, why don't these people go and actually say this in the actual comment section? Mm. Not even comment section. I'm like, go to your story. <laughs> you you have your that. own following. Go and repost, repost the yeah. post and say, you are, I just got yeah. hooked on audience. You guys, go and listen. <laughs> so I think we need to just change the way we think from about our local artists and start to give them the respect they deserve. Um, and that's not yeah. speaking, like I said, from a selfish point of view. I would love to see this happen to musicians out there. There's a guy called Brian Kay. Um, I love he him. He's an amazing. <laughs> I, I, what I, oh my god. He is so good. Um, t- 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 what's her name? Tamara? Tammy. Uh, yes. Tammy. T- Tammy is amazing. Tammy Moyo, she's Tammy got Moyo. an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. She, the, these are people that are iconically talented in Zimbabwe, from, and they're not just talented. They are hardworking creatives who've been writing since the day yeah. I met them, which is now years ago. And they're, they're getting so much better. The only thing that's missing from their careers is support. We are just not supporting them because I, we yeah. just don't want to admit you know, until kind of, if, if, he, if he went outside the country and bought himself a Lamborghini and comes back, then we'll be like, ah, so-and-so is dope. Yeah. Or, or if we saw mm, Drake yes. now reposting, we were like, yes, we were like she's what? Ours. She's ours. <laughs> Manda, where do we do? I'm like, hey, hey whoa, whoa. <laughs> she was back home. You weren't even supporting you this person. Um, it happened with, it happened with Shasha. You know, Shasha, who just got a BT, BET award, mm-hmm. I think, earlier, like last year, last year. Yeah. Sh- yeah, Shasha was last in our stable mm-hmm. um, in Zimbabwe, Blind Faith. And, um, I, when I was tr- helping her out during her sort of like emerging from being a hey I want to do this to actually you can do this we were getting her through in the studio and getting her mm. um, prepared for what she's doing very well right now you know um, but I remember taking her to yeah. radio and doing that and almost being apologetic because guys I, I'm so sorry this is not really what you want me to bring you but this is dope I'm sorry <laughs> Uh, like a little bit since I'm audience and you're gonna you're not gonna say no to me coming into the studios. Just, just play it. Do you know what I mean? I'm so sorry. And then they'll be like, you know, which is really which is sad. sad. This I was like, if you can't see this talent, she is huge, and she, it's like she's walking, but she's got this massive light around her. She is a star. I'm supposed to know that, guys. You know. Now I'm pretty sure that that radio station are like. You see that? You see that? They'll claim her. So that's just the problem. And um, uh, I think if we just supported locals and supported them externally as well, uh, play their music mm. and say positive things about it, and not look to just put them down, I think that's that's what we need to do more. Um, and then we'll solve the problem. Yeah. I guess you just touched on it. I was about to ask you. Um, 
how it was being Shasha's mentor or is and yeah. what your role was in her music um, career. But I guess you just touched yeah, on it. Yeah, no, Shasha was, uh, was always so talented. Um, you know, obviously when she made it, I also was thrown into that category of, oh, now you guys want to claim. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not, I'm not, I wouldn't claim Shasha's um, uh, success. She was always going to, she was always going to make it. Yeah. I was just honored to have been part of the process, you know. Uh, what I wanted to make sure <clears throat> Shasha had was she had the confidence and it, because that it, it really does say a lot. <clears throat> By the time your opportunity comes, you need to believe within yourself that you are as good as it takes. I'm not, I'm not saying she didn't believe yeah. it, but I wanted her to know it from all angles and from all perspectives, whether it's from how she looks and how she fits into society or into the music industry to how she sounds and what she can con con mm. contribute to it. So um, we set about doing a lot of songwriting, we set about doing a lot of recording, like being in the booth and being expressive. And I think that's, that's one thing that, um, yeah. like I was saying before, music is communication. An artist needs to communicate their story or their perspective in the song properly in order for people to accept it or to say it's like a good it's like a good actor and a bad actor mm. you know um yeah. you need to be convincing in your voice and in your delivery and I, I really spend a lot of time um going through that with shasha to the point where she is just right now she's an expression genius you know she uses that voice like a tool beautifully you know so it's an it's an instrument Hmm. And hmm. I, I, had, I had no doubt that if she was to sit in front of the right individuals and you know be in the right room, um, she would um, definitely make it. So what I did was when I c came back to Australia, I approached my publisher um, and I said to them, "Listen hmm. to this girl; she's amazing." And they, they, you know, they were very excited about it. My boss um, called um, the their offices in um, in South Africa. And pretty much told them you got to do yeah. something. This is this is amazing. And within within a year and a half, she had you know a, a publishing contract with Universal Publishing, uh, which uh, represents big artists. You know, mm. and a, and a t Justin Timberlake. Um, uh, you know, th these these are yeah. big guys, and they they were they 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 were so interested in her, and that kind of noise about you will get the record companies interested, and you know, prominent producers and everybody. So my my work with her was never mm. to to sign her or hold her down and say, yeah, you know, we made you, Sarita. So was just to make sure we give her the tools that she needed to keep going, and she's done that. So I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm I'm still mentoring Shasha. I don't think she needs my sort of mentoring anymore. Um, she is definitely um, good to be in the industry doing her own thing right now. So you have from the mess. Her from the mess. <laughs> so besides, besides just saying, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Uh, just, you know, and her knowing that I'm there as, as Big Brother at any time to, to you know, to, 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 to give hmm. some advice or um, to... To, to mentor in any way possible. But no, she's doing great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Okay, yes. so now I need your advice as a mentor. What can someone with no self-confidence, yeah. or maybe just a little bit, uh, do to recognize their own talents and ability? Um, you know, when every artist out there, I pick people like, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Anyone, he's the most obvious one to go to since he, he was the one who was labeled the king of popka, the king of music at some point. Um, Elvis Presley, mm -hmm. whoever. Um, these people, uh, or anyone, Drake, uh, Chris Brown, 
they all gave the world a piece of themselves. They they didn't give the world like you were saying yeah. before a piece of someone else. Because when you do that, your your well runs dry very quickly because your gimmick your gimmick runs out.、Mm-hmm. But if yes, it's not you. It's not you. You、exactly. don't have reserves. But when you are giving people yourself, and you become successful giving people yourself, then you can keep doing that for the rest of your life. All of them took it. You showed us that, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh.、Mm-hmm. Jarpraiser's doing it, I believe. There's a lot of artists from Zimbabwe that have, have always shown it and and done it beautifully. Um. Alec Bachesa, for instance, I think he's like he is what he says he is, and when he's doing his thing, he's doing himself, right? So, um. And I'd I'd say that about Beyonce, about Jay Z, about anyone who's deemed an amazing musician. So my advice that I would give is, you need、mm. to realize that your confidence needs to be in you, not in what people think of you. Do you know what I mean? So self-assess、yeah. and just give people the best version of yourself, rather than think that there's something that you need to change in order to get people to 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 like you. The unfortunate thing is, if you're trying to, if you're、mm. being truly yourself, and people aren't taking or biting、um, what what you're giving them, then it means that your timing needs to be better. Yeah, but the human being、yeah. has—it's it's like a fingerprint. Every one of us is completely unique and co- completely different. And the way we look, the way we talk, express ourselves, and the way we blink, speak, sing, and、mm. communicate. So your way of communicating might not be appropriate in the time. You don't have to give up or feel like you're not good enough. All you have to do is just keep at it and wait for your moment where your your form of communication can become apparent. For some people, that that wait is too hard. It's too、yeah. long, and the psychological、um, letdown is too is too great, and they just completely they they give up. What you want to do is if you if that's your life, if you are a musician or a,、uh, um, an artist. That's what you should carry on doing. You know, find other means of sustaining your your existence on the planet. Get a job, you know, get a degree, you know, make yourself okay from that perspective. But never just give up on being an artist or a musician just because you think you didn't cut it. Pipe pipe, pong and that with that, you know,、um, a music show or talent show,、mm. and then you're told it's not. Yeah, yeah, cut it. Throwback. Yeah. So, so yeah. So just, it's not. A, it's about not giving up. And look, if people don't get it, then that's what it means. They don't get it. You will just keep expressing it. One day they'll get it.、Mm. You know, your time will come. And sometimes maybe you're just、yeah. expressing it to the wrong crowd. Don't don't stop. But there is、yes. a crowd out there for you. Yeah. And what you doing? And, ju- and just keep checking yourself、yeah. to make sure that you're trying to give people a version of yourself, not a version of someone else. Um, and this is、mm. this I've learned from experience.、Yeah. And as I went through those stages of being a creative who wanted to be like someone else, because that's where it comes from, you know,、um, to being someone who was desperate to express、mm. themselves. And I, I, you want to make sure that you are giving people a piece of you, not someone else. And then、uh, you can keep doing that. But if you are obsessed with being other people, then you should give up. You should quit.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it, guys. Give up. Give up. <laughs> Leave that thing alone. <laughs> you're trying to be someone else. <laughs> so when you're on performing,、yeah. when you're on in the studio, 
what do you what do you do for fun how do you unwind and you know maintain that balance yeah i think my personal life uh, for me family is so important i i dedicate a lot of my time to my children mm. i try to structure my successes so that they never get in the way of me spending good time with my wife and kids i i i it's it's yeah. too important and i think i spent a lot of years you know early years not realizing that and um the older you get you get wiser mm. and you realize what really matters um and you know all those things that you know parents you know grandparents used to say start making more sense because it it applies to the real part of life you know the meat the nyama <clears throat> the nyama part of the bonzo part yeah. of life um so i <laughs> i i spend a lot of time with family um i want to make sure that i influence my children to have a a good moral sense and that only comes from what i do and say mm. to them and or with them you know um and i i try to be present yeah. in their lives more so i i'm not a big fan of the modern day uh, family where children go to school and mom goes to work and dad goes to work and they don't see each other until in the morning when they're rushing back to doing whatever um they care having other people look after your children and they're not not being not being in their lives i think it's very dangerous uh it's such a dangerous thing and that's how it we're is. losing uh, our our integrity as a people you know by just letting letting kids become whoever they want you mm. know um so that's very important to me the other thing i try to do is i try to stay uh, healthy um uh, i was always a very overindulgent young man um so i realized i couldn't just eat whatever i couldn't mm. just um um do whatever or not sleep and spend too much time um not being conscious of my health and well-being so i've been spending a lot more time uh, doing that uh, making sure that i'm because i love swimming so i swim a lot i play golf um staying active um mm-hmm. and also giving myself a break from my obsession it's a bit like our saying with that paper song i can't just be all got to make money got to make money it's got to be got to live life and have a good life and have a happy life You have to rest you have to rest and sleep you have to rest have you ever <laughs> just sleep sleep is important you know? um so <laughs> things like that so i try to you know and i love making things uh, i've always been uh, my my children say i can fix anything which is mm-hmm. such a compliment to a father but i i just like using my hands to make things and i always give myself a project i'll build a yeah. stone wall just out of the blue i'll just go buy some cement you know just do that you bob the you know just use, use my hands you know just get 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 you know get get di- get dirty i love plants yeah. i like planting things and you know i i go crazy um mm. with little projects okay and how do you recharge exactly your battery and this is advice that i'll give to people who suffer creative blocks and it's actually a thing you can actually you know, i can actually mm. get an assignment or a project tomorrow and not be in a position to actually deliver at all Like I mean make, making a good song is not mm. an easy thing to do. People think it's easy. You know? It's com- it's complicated and you have to be in the right creative yeah. mind space. So when I'm feeling creatively dead, I just go there. I just leave it, switch the computer off, put all the instruments down and I just go do something else and then re-inspire my creativeness, my creativity. And then by the time I come back to it it's easy again, you know? So yeah, when I'm not in the studio, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything else. I'm in the opposite space. I'm when you're not in the studio, you're recharging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> three things that your fans wow. don't know about you. Three things my fans <laughs> <clears throat> don't know about me. My 
my fans know about yeah. Shona, who's my daughter. Um, but they don't know that I'm not with Shona's mother. I didn't marry Shona's mother. Um, I'm, okay. I, I married the mother of my other two children. Um, and uh, yeah. so I think people always imagine that Shona is, you know, it's, it's um, my first child with my wife. No, that's not it. <clears throat> that's a big one. Mm. I think that, that counts as three. <laughs> that's a big one okay that that covers i agree yeah. that covers you can you only know, get such information you know, at late night you sessions got, you've got a way people. of getting this out of me i don't know how i told you <laughs> yeah. anyway yo, yeah it's this been a pretty long one been really long thank no. you so much for your time i mean okay what are you most excited about before we leave what are you most excited about for 2021 are you going to approach um, this year any yes, different than you did I think last year we live in, in the conscious times uh, the we we are now looking for mm-hmm. tangible things to invest our time and money and efforts into um i i'm looking forward to the world living a more conscious existence people being more mindful of each other uh be it black lives matter or women's rights mm. or you can see there's riots and protests around the world about people who are demanding democracy demanding fairness demanding the farmers in india it's all happening the the black lives matter marches that went on um you know countries really mm. standing their ground when it comes to how they have dealings with the you know monetary funds of the world and and things like that it's all set, it's all coming to a balance of some kind i'm seeing it um and i'm 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 happy to be alive to watch this mm. actually happen both on the ground and in people's hearts and minds so um this year is one that i'm really enjoying just sitting back and watching as you know as as humanity takes a you know nice deep breath and checks itself um There's also something that I think is shifting spiritually. I see that the fires, the floods, the rains and everything seems to be uh, some kind of a cleansing on the planet in some way. Yeah. Um that's another thing that people don't know about me. I'm a very spiritual person. Um it's like a cleansing. I think that mm-hmm. um uh, the earth itself we we arrogant and we think it's not alive. It's alive. It is uh, functional and it's self-preserving just like we are. So I think a lot of that's what's going on with the coronavirus with diseases floods hurricanes and the rest of it is kind of like the earth trying to make sure that it survives humanity <laughs> um and also making us um, forcing <laughs> us to change the way we do things you know so um that's what 2021 yeah. is to me just a realization of all these things coming together Awesome stuff And what advice do you have for upcoming artists who want to set up in a similar direction going, like you did? You really do. You have to just um uh, and also networking is very important. Uh and you need to make sure you are putting yourself mm. and your music and your content in front of the right people. Yeah, social media is important. You have to grow that in order to get some level of respect even from the industry where we're like ah this many followers or this many listeners on YouTube and all that. It, it is it is relevant. But make yeah. sure that whilst you're doing that, you're also <laughs> taking care of the business side of things, which means networking with the record companies, networking with uh, the radio stations, or whatever platforms are going to propel your music forward. Um, uh, it's very important, yeah. and also collaborating with other musicians and st- you know keeping your ear on the ground as to what's moving, what's not. Uh, I give that kind of advice. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank
I think that's yeah. the only thing that's that's the only emotion we really need to focus mm. on. Everything else, that negativity, chiboy, chikuroyana, this this business of just trying to get somebody down is it's, it's, it's terrible. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> Those are your famous last words. Love leave and leave alone. Hey, Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> All right, no worries. Thank you. Thank so you. Be well and fun. Well. Thank you so much, guys, for listening into that lovely catch-up with Audrey Mtawarira. The featured songs I can't believe, if only you knew. And I'm leaving you guys with Chaya from his new album, 2020. Enjoy. Stay blessed from your bean with the biggest love. Oh
Chai, 